0: Thanks for checking out the Crossing College and Career podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope this message encourages you and challenges you to walk confidently in your identity in Christ. What is going on, everybody? I am so excited for those who do not know me. Like Pastor Stephen just said, my name is Dean. I'm an intern here, um, and I actually intern with student ministry, and we have an amazing, amazing student ministry team. But... Before we dive right in, I kind of want to just ask y'all a quick question. Who here have seen the movie Identity Thief? Anybody? All right, we got a couple hands, couple hands. Okay, that is probably one of my favorite movies because it explains me to a T, literally to a T. So I, the gist of the movie is basically a woman steals the identity of a man, and this man goes and literally hunts her down like, chases her on the highway in his car to get her to admit, hey, you're right, I stole your identity, right? So I don't know about you guys, but I get my identity stolen all the time. I go on sketchy websites, and I think it is so smart for some reason that the deal of 99 cents is just so worth it. So I put all my credit card information in, and then later I get a little alert on my app and it says you have fraudulent activity for $500 at Target. I'm like, well, I love Target, but not that much. So I don't know about you guys, but how many have of you have been a victim to an identity theft? Right, a couple hands. Alright, so I'm not alone. But I truly, truly believe that all of us have been a victim of identity theft. Maybe that's not a credit card situation. Maybe it's not you got your social security number stolen because you accidentally put it on a website. And that's exactly what we're going to dive into. It's because I true, like, everybody here, you have a purpose on your life, a calling, a true, true calling on your life, right? So some of us, let's see, raise your hand if you wanted to be a nurse when you were little. You always wanted to be a nurse growing up. Raise it high, raise it proud. All right, what about a doctor? Any doctors? All right. What about software developers? Anybody? Okay, we got a couple. All right, so if I did not name one of your famous jobs that you wanted to be, I just want to share just a little bit on what happened to me. So for me, I always wanted to be a nurse growing up. My mom's a nurse. She motivated me to become what she is because she's so caring, so passionate, and I've always wanted to become her. And so I was actually going to school for nursing. I was on a scholarship for cheerleading, full nine yards at Southeastern University. And it was in October when I had everything going for me, everything. Scholarship, nursing, doing great in all my classes, getting all A's. And like that, everything changed. Everything. Everything. I was in the hospital with kidney failure, and I knew I had it. It was We got it checked regularly, and then for some reason, I just couldn't get out of bed. I could not lift my head off the pillow. I couldn't go to school, and my mom called the doctors, and they're like, yep, it's time to bring her in. Well, from stage two, I proceeded all the way to stage four kidney failure, and for those who do not know that, you need new kidney. Like, that's just that, like. There's not much more saying that. Um, And so just like that, I had to stop school. My scholarship for cheerleading was pulled. And so now I was left where I was like, okay, God, what do you want me to do? How many of us have been in that place where we feel like, okay, this is exactly where God wants me to be. This is the calling he has given me. And then out of nowhere, all that hard work that you put into schooling is just wiped away. We get that feeling of being lost and confused and sometimes even frustrated and mad. But I'm here to tell you guys that there is a way for us to always have a true identity. That we never, ever, ever have to feel like a failure. And we never have to be confused on who we are. And I think an amazing story in the Bible, it's actually, it's in Moses, it's in Exodus. And Moses what, had a very unique, unique story, right? So he was a baby floating down the Nile River because the Egyptians were killing all the boys, all right? So the Israelites, the firstborn of the Israelites, you know, had a, they were gone, right? Not really fine. But Moses' mother put him in a basket, and he was floating down the Nile River. And the Egyptian, one of the Egyptians, pulled her out, the servants, and pulled her out, pulled Moses out. And it it's crazy to think that his life was supposed to be over, but God was like, no, 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 I have a purpose. I have a plan for his life. And so later on, Moses actually gets into a situation where he actually kills one of the Egyptians. And so he runs, he flees, he's scared, right? So he's in hiding. And then out of nowhere, the Lord meets him. The Lord came face to face to him. He was he was on, he was consumed by fire. God was in a tree, and the, the tree did not burn down. It was God. It was if you don't know the story. It's amazing. Why? Because what happens is, is in the story is that out of nowhere. God was like, hey, you're a leader. You're supposed to lead my people out of Egypt. But then when you read the rest of the story, it goes to talk about how Moses had a speech impediment. And I can relate because I do. If you don't catch on by now, God bless you guys. But I definitely have a speech impediment. Um, And so the Lord was like, I want you to go back to the Egypts, and I want you to tell them that the I am has sent you. And if, he does, if they don't listen to that one, here's another one. And if they don't listen to that warning, here's another one. And then it's interesting to see what Moses does because Moses doesn't believe that Christ has given him an identity to lead people. He doesn't believe it. So he makes the excuse that a lot of us make. And sometimes for you guys, it may just simply be, hey, I don't qualify as this. I don't qualify to be a leader. Do you Have you seen my past? Have you seen everything that I've done in my past? Have you seen my, my upbringing? Have you seen it? And I'm here to tell you guys right now that if, if you guys would just see my life, even a little bit, you would not expect me to be here. You wouldn't. There are so many challenges and so many different things that people would label me as that would not Give me the right to stand up here and talk to you guys and say, hey, where you are is where I am now. And so a little bit about Moses, again, he goes and he's like, Lord, send somebody else. Send someone else because I can't do it. I can't do it. Well, even if you're telling yourself that now, you're not meant to do it. God is if God is saying hey your identity is here then you go and you follow where God goes why because again if if you if you think it's you it's not if you're leading people to Christ it's not you it's God he has called us to do amazing amazing mighty things in his name but then we have this great society right This amazing society that is God-fearing, God-loving, yeah, I wish. What an amazing world that would be if our society was actually unafraid to share the gospel. But our society, instead of giving, listening to the identity that Christ has given us, we have labels. And you know labels. You can put a label on something, and it's as easy as it is to put on. it's that easy to take off. And so some of the labels that I labeled myself was, "I'm a medical child." I always have medical problem." I'm a deaf girl." I'm stupid. I'm not smart enough. I can never be a nurse." Those are labels that I put on myself. Maybe for you guys, you guys put on, "I'm ugly." I'm not intelligent. I'm not worthy. I'm not holy. And that is a lie from Satan himself because what happens is the Lord is going to use every single thing that the enemy tries to use for evil. And he is going to use it for good. But the problem is, is we can no longer just tap into the labels that society has given us. We have to tap into what God has said about us. And he says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And I know some of you guys here as well. And I've heard it a couple of times, and I even have said it myself. And it's okay, God. What am I supposed to do with my life if everything is taken away? If everything is just gone, like this, poof, it's gone. What do you want me to be? I want to walk in the true calling that you have, and I truly believe that God is saying, okay. But are you following? The will of God. Are you listening to what God is telling you? Are you unashamed to share the gospel? Are you? Are you honoring your mother and father? It does not matter how old you are. It does not matter if you moved out of your house. It does not matter if you're all on your own. Or if your parents aren't good parents. It says honor your mother and father. Not if you want to. It says Go out and make disciples. Are you doing that? No, maybe maybe instead of doing that, we're worshiping other gods. Or we're cursing our friends behind their backs. Like, what, what is it in your life? So to make it a little bit more real, I want everybody just to close your eyes. I want you to dream up your perfect life. The perfect job, the perfect family, perfect car, perfect body, perfect face, perfect everything. And then just like that, it's gone. Now open your eyes. When all is that wiped away, are you still calm in your heart? Do you still know that you have an identity in Christ? Or do you have that feeling like I had the first time I asked myself that question? And it was like, oof, that's miserable. That's awful. That is really bad. Like, I don't want that. And so for me, my big dream that I have now is, okay, I want to be a pastor. I want to go to all different countries and preach the gospel, share my testimony. I want to write books so that other people can understand the love of God and that even though in their situation may be tough, it doesn't matter because God has a plan and a purpose for their life. That's what I want to do. And when I, when I think, okay, what happens if that all just disappears, it's gone. And, like, you guys, I had to wrestle with it. I was like, okay. What is it? And God says, you are a child of God. You are a child of God. I don't know about you guys, but that's one of the most peaceful and loving things. No matter your sin, no matter the pain, no matter your past, God still identifies you as a child of God. So some of you guys may identify yourself as a nurse. As a boyfriend, as a girlfriend, as a husband, as a wife, a sister. but dive deeper than that is your identity found in Christ? Can you truly say, all right, God, I'm living, I'm living every every ounce of my life for you. There's not a hiccup, there's not anything that can stop me from serving you. And I really hope that some of, for, for all of you guys that that is what it is. But we have to stop searching for the identity that the world wants to give us. We have got to stop because if we don't, we're going to get swept up in what everything this society is saying. So tonight, I was really, really anxious. I'm not going to lie. I was very anxious about tonight because I was like, God, how can I speak to them with something that I'm literally dealing with now? And God God showed me a sign. My dad actually told me this. And he said, speak from your heart. What's in your heart? And if I'm being real with you all, recently, I'm just going to share a little bit of my heart. Recently, I was told, you know, your words, you know. They're used for either life or death, and you're using them in a manipulative way. That you're looking for a reaction. And immediately when those words were said that were supposed to be encouraging to help me, were done in the wrong way to where I now felt unworthy and uncalled. And my calling was no longer found in Christ. It was found in man. And I've been struggling with it because I've been writing this message. And just so you guys know, this this is my third time trying to write this message. And I'm not even going off of it. Third time. Why? Because I let man tell me who I am in Christ. Instead of saying, Lord, what do you want to do with me? What is this that you're trying to teach me? So I encourage all of you guys right now, ask God, what are you trying to teach me? If you feel like you're being wiped away or you feel like you're being held down, ask God, God, what is it that you're trying to teach me? See, in the story of Moses, Moses was holding his his self down. We do that, too. We ourselves label ourselves. I labeled myself as a medical child. The world didn't. I did. It's not just society The other labeler is ourselves. And when are we going to stop putting the pressure of what the perfect thing is on us? When God says you are fearfully and wonderfully made, it doesn't say when you don't sin or when you don't make mistakes. No, it says always, always, always know your identity. So if you guys label yourself as depressed, God says, "No, no, no. You're labeled as joy. Your identity is joy. It's not depressed. It's not depression. It's not anxiety. It's not doubt. It's not fear. God did not give you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of a sound mind. So when I was when I was doing all of this rehearsing today, I don't even know what that word means, rehearsing, because the Lord's not going to have a rehearsal. See, the Lord's just going to come and he's going to do what he needs to do in this place because I truly believe right now there's so many of you guys sitting in your seat. There's so many of you guys sitting in your seats right now that are bound up and you're bound up in chains and you're like, Lord, help me. And you feel like he's not answering you. He says, follow follow my will, the generic will of God. Honor your mother and father. Love your neighbor as yourself. Do these things and walk out in your calling. For me, my calling, yes, it's supposed to lead people to Christ. But how am I supposed to do that? I'm not. See, I am a vessel of God, right? We're all vessels of God. But if you're clogging up the vessel with things that are not of God, you're not going to be used. So you might say, hey, God, use me a mighty way. Use me however you want to use me. And God's going to say, I want to. That's what your purpose is on this world. But I can't because you're too distracted by what social media is saying, this influencer is saying. How about what God says? How many times do you guys pray over yourselves and say, I'm a mightier wor- warrior of the Lord. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm healed by his stripes. How many of us say these this things over our head? Or do we say, man, if I just have this job, if I just had this promotion that I thought that I was supposed to have, if only I had a little bit more money. God says, find find your rest in me. You see, identity actually means sameness. I was looking it up. This was actually my first message, but it's fine. I was looking up what identity means, and it means sameness. And it's so hard for us to identify. Label is different. It's so hard for us to identify with things such as ugly, because if someone calls you ugly, you get offended, correct? So there's no sameness there. If, you, if people label you as stupid, you're not really stupid. Why? Because if someone calls you stupid, guess what? You get offended. But if someone calls you a child of God, do you get offended? I don't. I would love to be called that. When people call me that, I get so excited because I'm like, okay, God, like you're talking to me. When are we going to stop labeling ourselves with what the world says we're supposed to be labeled as? Again, I'm, I labeled myself as unworthy, uncalled, unequipped. And the Lord says, No, 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 no. No, 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 no. That's not true. Do you see everything that you've done? Did you see everything that I've brought you through? Have you seen it? Ask yourself that question right now Have you seen what He has done for you? Because if you have not seen what he has done for you, when you're when things are going good and you don't see it, how are you going to see him when things are going bad? How are you going to see him? You're not going to look for him. You're going to doubt. You're going to get fearful. And so to close, I really want to speak these things over you guys. Because for me, even myself, it's a challenge. It truly is a challenge to speak things over our lives. Because when you speak it, for me at least, when I speak these words over me, I'm like, this is so churchy. This is so churchy. This isn't real life stuff. And God says, but it is. There's hope in his name. There's rest in his name. There's peace in his name. What is there to lose other than to identify with what Christ Identifies as that. What is there to lose? Maybe have a little bit more hope, a little bit more peace, a little more understanding. What, honest, honestly, what is there to lose? There's absolutely nothing to lose by putting our identity in Christ. Again, the world's going to try to tell you that you're stupid and that you're not supposed to be doing these things because that's not what the world is doing. But I'm telling you right now, once you follow God, your life will never be the same again. When you put your identity in Christ, you no longer have to change the label daily. Why? Because you wake up and you're like, you know what? I don't care what the world has to tell me. I don't care what I've told myself. I know that I'm a child of the Most High King. And no weapon, no weapon shall prosper against me. That is some promising things. So I want everybody, please, just to close your eyes. And I want you to hear what the Lord has spoken over each and every one of you guys. You have been redeemed by the blood of Christ. You have been set free from sin and condemnation. You have been set free from Satan's control and from Satan's kingdom. You are chosen before the foundation of the world. You've been washed in the blood of the lamb. You've been given a sound mind. You've been adopted into the God's family, given great and precious promises. You have authority over the enemy. You have absolute access to God. You've been given wisdom. And you are covered by the blood of Jesus. Heavenly Father, God, I pray right now, Lord, that any chain, Lord, any chain, Lord, that is on your people, on your children, Lord, that they just break off in the name of Jesus. We are covered by the blood of the lamb. That no weapon shall be formed against us, Lord. It will not prosper. Heavenly Father, identity is so rough, Lord. Identity is so scary, Lord. But when we put it in you, Lord, when we find you in the middle of it, we know, Lord, that we're safe and that we're loved. Heavenly Father, we, we have this fire, God, this fire to do absolutely everything you want us to do and to be, God. Father, thank you, Lord Jesus, for your wonderful word, Lord. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord. Thank you. With everybody's eyes still closed, I want to give this opportunity for people who have not given their life to Christ to be able to do that right now. And what this means is, okay, Lord, I'm no longer living my life Selfishly for me Lord but I'm actually going to do it for you I want your perfect will for my life I want to be washed clean of all sin so I want you guys to pray after me everybody and then after the prayer if that's you I want you just to slip up your hand so Heavenly Father thank you for redeeming me for cleansing me Lord wash me clean of all mistakes, mistaken identity. You've given me a sound mind. You have freed me of all sin, all of Satan's control. And I want to surrender my life to you. Every part, every part of me. And if that's you, if if this is your first time saying that prayer and accepting Jesus into your life, on the count of three, I want you to slip up your hand. Everybody's eyes still closed on the count of three. One, two, three. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Heavenly Father, we praise you, Lord. We praise your name, God. Thank you so much, Lord for everything that you have done. God, thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross breath. even though you knew we still would reject you, Lord. Even though you know that we would still follow our flesh, Lord, you still died on the cross, selfishness. Without, without anything, Lord, you did it for us, Lord, and you said you would do it again. Not for everybody. You would just do it for one. You would come back and do it for one. So, Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for everything you've done, Lord. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to check out the Crossing Church Message podcast with Pastor Greg Dugas. Once again, thank you so much for listening.